Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by ChristianMusicMarketing.com. We are here to help Christian musicians, songwriters, and artists connect with one another, learn from one another, and to pull back the curtain to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian music industry. Let's get started. Hey, welcome, friends. I'm your host, Wisdom Moon, and I am excited today to actually do a virtual interview with somebody that is local. (laughs) Welcome, Rachel Caldwell. Thank you. So excited to be on here. Yeah. Uh, so I am really excited to like unpack some of your you know journey um, of being a worship leader and songwriter artist. But the funny thing that like as I as I think about like you know how we got connected and stuff, I've known and I've done the podcast with Ben Abusada, who's at Grace Church in uh, Kansas City, and. Man, we, I guess we started podcasting. He he knows all the numbers like super well. <laughs> I don't know how he you remember yep. all the all the numbers, all the years, but yeah, it was probably like 14, 13, 14 years ago. Uh, we got connected when I like first moved to Kansas City and I asked him to be a co-host. So we did this podcast called the All About Worship Podcast. And I didn't even know about you until last year. <laughs> but you have been there for a while. Yep, so, 10 years. Yeah, it's been awesome to get to know you. And it almost seemed like it was like accidental that you like, you know, <laughs> connected to what we were doing and stuff. But it totally yeah. was. I didn't even know that, like who who it was until I came and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, this is not accidental. But we're not going to think about that because that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'd love for you to just share um, a little bit about how you got actually plugged in at Grace Church initially. Sure. So um, I was a part of a church plant growing up and um, my senior year of high school, uh, we had to close our doors and I was trying to search for a church to get plugged into uh, just like the last few months before I went off to college. So it was kind of difficult, but one of my friends got plugged in to Grace. And so I went to Grace for the last like four months of my senior year and then summer camp and um, went on a summer camp with them and then went off to college and didn't go back. Uh, not because of anything was wrong, just because, you know, life moved on when, when I went on to college. I uh, went to KU and then towards my um, it was my junior year. I was going back and forth and traveling from Oberlin Park, Kansas to Lawrence, which is like a 30 minute commute. And I was only working. Um, I strategically made it to where my last couple years of college, I got to take it easy. And I worked really hard the first few years and got to take it easy the last few. So the lady that was my lady, that sounds old, but <laughs> she wasn't really old. But whenever she was my um my like room leader when I went to camp, she got married and had kids in the time that I went off to college. So she reached out and she asked me to be their nanny and they had like a six month old and two and a half year old. So I was their nanny for two years and then um, two and a half years. And at the end of that, like nanny time period. Um, we'd gotten really close. She kind of became a mentor of mine, um, like a, like another older sister. And she got me plugged in with an, uh, for an interview at grace. Cause she's like, I think that you'd be the perfect fit for a couple of the jobs they're looking for. And so I went in and I interviewed for a job. Um, hilariously, like I'd been to that church 
years before. But then yeah. at that point, like it was a completely different church, the same in some ways, but different in some ways. Yeah. Um, and like forgot somehow that I had been there for a little while. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, God like brought me here a while ago. But then uh, interviewed for one job. But in the interview process, they were like, so we hired for this job internally, but we have another job that we actually think you'd be perfect for, but it's like, it's not what you're interviewing for. And so it was in kids ministry, actually in worship in kids ministry. Oh. And so I, I was like, well, I love kids. I just was a nanny. So, and I love worship and I love music. So sure. Like, I, I don't know anything about it. I've never been in leadership in church, but God's always asked me to, but I've always mm. said no. So sure. And then uh, just kind of got plugged in from there. And that was nine Nine years ago, I'm going into my 10th year on staff at Grace. Wow. Man, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't think I knew like the first part of that story. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Not a lot of people do, but it's cool. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting um, that you started in kids worship, but then like you somehow like moved into the, I guess, adult <laughs> worship. Yeah. So how did that happen? So I have always led worship since I was like probably 12 or 13. And my, my parents said that I would sing myself to sleep when I was like one and two. So singing has always been like how I've connected to God, how I've calmed down, how I've connected to the world. I just love music. Um, but I've always been terrified of singing in front of other people. Um, so with kids worship, it was a really great opportunity to help pour into students because technically I wasn't on stage. I was just coordinating the service and training the students and empowering the students and even some moms on the team um, to uh, lead the worship and tell the story and exactly what I'm doing now on the weekends, but just in the kids form. So it's pretty cool. When I stepped into this job, I was like, oh, I know how to do all, I know how to do all these things. I just did it with kids. So um, God just kind of like, he's, he's gentle with me sometimes times for the most part, uh, and started me in a, in a place where like I didn't overwhelm me. And then slowly over the years, like added more to the story, like as we got there. And so then, um, you know, with, with kids worship, uh, I realized how much I missed leading worship, uh, but my job didn't allow me to lead worship on the weekends. And so, uh, it kind of like put me back in a space where I was like, okay, God, I would love to like sing again on a stage someday so oh. so uh as you're like praying this and i guess like leading worship in kids uh like i guess personally like i i've had a lot of stage fright growing up i, I was a really really shy kid so mm -hmm. like i hated being on the stage and like i was kind of like just put on the stage one time one day yeah. by my youth leader actually yeah. um the church i was going to like he somehow found out i was like i play bass and guitar so i like accidentally just kind of like stumbled into it they forced me into it because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah like naturally i'm not i don't like the spotlight uh, what was it like for you <laughs> um i always felt a call to it but then when i was up there i was like no why am i up here like, uh, I remember my student band director, I was at, I led worship with um, some of my best friends in uh, the church plant that we were part of. And I remember that the the band leader of it, um, he, he was always like, I need you to sing into the microphone, like, put your mouth up to the microphone and sing into it. And I was just like, 
okay. And then I wouldn't. Um, and I would always feel like I was going to throw up and it would make me so nervous. And it was so terrifying. But yet at the same time, I couldn't escape the call to it. Mm-hmm. So I remember that from probably 12 and 13 was the first time ever I ever felt it. And as I got older, I was able to articulate and really be like, God, why? Why do you want me to do this? Because this is the last thing I want to do as much as yeah. I love music. It's the first and the last. And that makes no sense. But Yet at the same time, like, can you just make me confident and comfortable up here? And it really took like until let's see, that was 13 until I was like probably 30 that I was actually comfortable on a stage. So it took a long time, but I didn't think that I was good. I didn't want anyone to actually hear me, which makes no sense whatsoever. (laughs) But I was terrified. And so whenever I started leading at Grace, you know, like we had five services. We were uh, one campus at the time and it was huge. And we live streamed every single service. And so that kind of pressure, I was like, I will black out. I will black out and I will like faint on the stage because I'm so nervous. But yet somehow I don't even remember how and God is kind with that because I probably would still be nervous about it, but got into like being on the worship team, which is crazy because I worked weekends as well. And so I'm not sure how I ended up working it out, but um, got on the stage of grace. And there was one weekend I always sang harmony. I never wanted to lead. I said, I will be a phenomenal person on harmony. I love it. It's a fun challenge to find them to like blend with people. And it's great. And I can really worship God in this area. And God's like, you're staying in the safe zone. And so he had to force me out of it. Uh, ben, the guy that we've talked about a couple of times, I was leading worship with him while I was backing him up. Um, and I don't even know if he knows this, but he lost his voice one weekend and couldn't sing. And it was like the practice right before we were going to do a service. So there was no time to change keys, no time to do anything. He couldn't do it. So they looked at me and they're like, you're going to have to do it. And I was like, No. <laughs> no. Okay. And so we just went for it. I shut my eyes and went to a happy place and just sang the song. And it was God of Miracles by Chris McClarney in, I I believe the original key. And I didn't even know what I was doing. It was an out of body experience. But I remember when I opened my eyes at the end, everyone was like, we didn't know you could do that. And I was like, we didn't know we could do that. <laughs> so it was like, okay, wait, we're going to have to challenge you on this. We're going to lower the keys and we're going to figure it out. And I started finding my voice and it was so beautiful and so like hilarious that God just kind of has to throw things at me because otherwise yeah. I might not step into it. So it was just, it was so funny. Was Are you saying you're like more stubborn? <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. But it has really taken me until probably the last two years to be like, oh yeah, no, that's stubbornness. That's stubbornness in a different way. Uh, like, yeah. a, like a, I, I identify a lot with Moses and with Thomas mm. and uh, all those questions that I'm like, I used to say faith was a really a big uh like gift of mine. And I'm like, no, that's not faith. That's totally like, God, I want to see it first and then I'll believe it. And so that's something that God's really been challenging me on um, just the last few years, really my entire life, but uh, pretty heavily the last few years, but no, I'm stubborn. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. I think a lot of us can relate to that. And yeah. sometimes I think too, we uh, mistaken humility with like, when it's actually like stubbornness or like Mm self-consciousness. Yeah. And humility can turn into a different version of pride, right? Like it's pride in a different way. It's not like the arrogance, uh, super uh, confidence. It's the other, but it can be, it can be pride in a different way. And that's something that God's like, 
you're just as stubborn and prideful, but in different ways. And I was like, oh no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So after you, I guess you got discovered. <laughs> yeah. On the accident. It's um, like you lost force to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, how did you, I guess, start writing? Because Grace started like a songwriting community type thing or a group. Yeah. So were you a part of that from the start? Uh, kind of in the beginning, uh, there were a couple, there were like four of them that had been writing together for a while, but it was about the time that I came into the picture and Grace has this really cool thing where we write on a curriculum and it's beautiful, the process that they do it in. And I kind of fell into it. Um, side note, whenever I, before I was at Grace, I, um, I guess it was like summer I was at Grace before I went off to college, I was uh, involved with a worship team with the International House of Prayer. And we would do um, like worship times on Saturdays where we would take what people were praying and we'd use the word and we would turn it into songs. And so that was actually my first experience with songwriting. And I didn't know what I was doing, but somehow God always placed me as that first one in the microphone that when they get done with their prayer, I have to start singing it and turning it into a song. And I remember every time I'm like, how did I get in this first chair? Okay, God, you're going to have to do this because I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I have no idea what I'm doing, but, but, but uh, you're just going to do it for me. Like, <laughs> give me words to sing. And he totally did. And so that was beautiful. So I'd already had like a, like a chance to write and I was really creative, but I didn't really give myself credit for it. Um, cause I also have ADD. And so it was really hard to be able to focus mm -hmm. my, uh, all the, the beautiful things that I see in my head with like the words coming out, as you can see, I talk really fast. <laughs> uh, so, it was so cool that when I went there and we were with kids, we were writing the curriculum, we were involved in every way, shape and form in the teaching of what's happening with kids. And so we started writing our own songs for our um, vacation Bible school. We call it summer breakout. We started writing songs for it. And the guy um, that really got me like, like, I guess, launched in that direction was Luke Lauber. And uh, he's been like a huge, um, like, person that I've been able to admire the way that he writes and the way that he uh, brings creativity into everything and just kind of drives that forward and really um, senses the presence of God and all of that. And so he was, uh, he encouraged me from the start. And so we started writing kids songs. So that was my introduction to songwriting was kids songs. And it was so freeing because there was no, um, I, God had already given me the gift of the spiritual gift of teaching, which I didn't know it at the time. So I was able to take Bible verses and break it down into like language that the kids could understand, which honestly, as adults, mm -hmm. we kind of needed that simplified anyway, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we've got everything under the sun on our brain and in our head. And so it really isn't that much different. You can use a little yeah. more uh, fluffy words, but really you can use the same like songwriting yeah. stuff. So I started doing that. And then by the grace of God, I was amazed, but I was included in the songwriting team and just started writing. So it's been probably eight or nine years, like almost right when I got the job, I was able to start um, writing with the team. And so I've been co-writing for nine years with Grace. And um, then it was just last year that I started writing on my own. I tried before, but I was like, yeah, no, this doesn't work. I need other people to help pull it out of me. So, yeah. So uh, last year, we hosted the Worship Songwriters Retreat, which I had done for many years in, in different versions, uh, mostly in Nashville. But uh, yeah, last year, I just really felt like 
we're supposed to do this in Kansas City because uh, when I started doing those in Nashville, there was nobody else doing these songwriting retreats where we would have basically um, writers like come like apply to be a part of it, and they would come and they would get poured into by pro writers, and they would get a chance to like co-write with other people and get feedback on the songs. Um, so it was a really unique thing, um, and I mean that was pr probably over 10 years ago when I started that. And then now there's just like an oversaturation of it in Nashville. <laughs> like everybody started doing it. And I just feel like uh, there's a lot more people outside of Nashville that got also called to write. And with Kansas City being a you know centralized uh, city, you know, <laughs> in the country, like yeah. we're right in the middle uh, of the country. I thought it might be a really good place for people to not feel intimidated by like the industry you know the music industry and all of that <clears throat> but also like still get the quality you know that sure. they would have gotten if they went to it in nashville so i had this vision and i was like all right let's let's try it <laughs> see if people come uh if we did it in kansas city so we had um, a few different people that like flew in to help teach it and lead it um, and I talked to Ben about it and I guess they decided to like send someone from the team to this retreat. <laughs> so tell us about how you found out about it and you know, how they approached you about it. Yeah. Um, so I, we got a text, there's a group of us that like still write at grace. And so Luke sent out a text with the link saying, Hey, our friend wisdom is doing a songwriting conference. Um, you guys should check it out. And um, so I was like, oh, that's really cool. And so I guess already retreat, sorry, not conference. Uh, and I like looked it up and I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I don't have like music that I like. I mean, I have the songs that I've written with Grace, but they're kids songs. Like there's no way I could do this. And then, but I couldn't get it out of the back. Of, like it was in the back of my mind. I couldn't get it. Nobody else from the team um, was able to go because of the time frame. Uh, and so I was just kind of like, okay, I feel like I should do this. Uh, I just gotten back from a mission trip to Egypt while I was there, I remember one of the things we were praying as a team, I was leading the, the trip. And one of the things that we were praying as a team was to individually ask God, like, what do you have for me? Whether it's like right now, something I'm supposed to learn while I'm here in Egypt or something that you've been trying to teach me that maybe I haven't seen, whatever it is. And so I remember asking God that. And towards the end of it, I remember him saying, I'm not done with you. And me being like, okay, what does that mean? Like, of course you're not. I'm not that old yet. Like, what, what is that? What does that even mean? And then when I get home, kind of realizing that God was saying, like, you've been so obedient as uh, a single mom, as Jonah's mom. Um, that's my son. And uh, just like pouring everything you have into shepherding him and being fully there uh, for him. And then also, um, you know, I put this dream with you to be a worship director and you worked so hard for that. You've been here with that. You've been so obedient to what I've asked you to do, even through your stubbornness, uh, but then obedient with that. But there's a piece that you're missing. Like you've set aside you in it. And so I have something for you specifically, not as a mom, not as a worship director, but still as my daughter, first and foremost, you've forgotten that. And so I was just like blown away by it. And so, uh, I, you know, life hits you when you get back from a mission trip. And then um, the songwriting thing came up and I didn't even put it together till afterwards that that was something that God was telling me that he had for me. So I don't even remember like how I was able to go. I remember mentioning something to someone and then being like, 
you have to go. Why would you not want to go to that? It's here in Kansas City. Why would you not go? Like, it's like 20 minutes away. Why would you not go to it? And I was like, well, I just don't feel like I'm good enough for it. And she was like, girl, if you don't apply for it, then I will apply for you. And so I did. And I was amazed. Like, I don't remember why, but I was amazed that I got in and like floored. And I was like, oh, no, now I really do have to like ask, like, can I go to this? And Ben was like, of course you can go to this. And then the campus pastor was like, yeah, this is great. Go for it. And so I went and I remember walking in and feeling like a kid wearing like their parents' clothes, like dress up clothes, being like, I belong here. Nobody look at me weird. I promise I belong here. And being like, God, why am I here? I know I want to bring this songwriting stuff back to the campus that I lead and write with my team for my campus. But yes, there was a piece of that. But I remember vividly in the middle of it, God being like, this is for you. Like you have been storing up things with me, like going to the mountaintop and going out out of the wilderness, like Moses and Jesus and being with God and God being like, I have been writing this story with you and now it's time for you to tell it. Uh, And me being like, yeah, no, I can't do that. And then God surprising me afterwards and calling me to my piano. And then I was able to write my very first song ever um, right after the songwriting conference. So I, I really attribute it to just being able to be there and hear so clearly from God through the teachings, through um, the people that were there, the worship time that we had. It was such a rich time of like being in the presence of Jesus with other worshipers. It was so cool. Wow. Right. Yeah. Uh, at the retreat, we had a lot of people here you know, that came from all over the country uh, that we didn't know which was really cool and really exciting. And uh, as the team that put it on, uh, when you were like writing these songs and then like we would have times where, you know, the groups can like actually perform the songs that they wrote in front of everybody. And we were all like blown away and we were like, who is this? (laughs) Like she just came out of nowhere. (laughs) And we were like, she has a phenomenal voice and she, she seems like she's, you know, a phenomenal writer. Like she's like shining in this, you know, in these rights. And I was terrified. Everybody. Terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like after the retreat, as our team was debriefing, like you were one of the highlights of the retreat. (laughs) You were like, it was so amazing to see. Yeah. Like, to see you just like come alive, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, And I think you had like reached out to me shortly after the retreat and, you know, talk, telling me a little bit about like your vision for releasing Mm -hmm. your own music. You felt like you were supposed to do that and asking, you know, how do I go about doing that? Cause you had never grilling you. I grilled you. I didn't ask you. I grilled you for like an hour. I remember that. I remember your comment was, wow, you're very thorough. And I was like, thank, thank you. Thank you. I think that's a thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, after we started like talking about that, and I think we might have like heard maybe one of your songs you were working on, um, we started talking about like, oh, she might be really you know a good fit for Lula Street Records, which we started uh, last month. We celebrated our two year anniversary mm-hmm. as a label, and you know when you're starting a label and like signing artists. Uh, you learn a lot of different, you know, things like what works, what doesn't work. And one thing that I learned is uh, it's hard for like a brand new artist to like see a lot of traction happen in the first couple of years. Uh, But we were like, you know what, let's make an exception to the rule. (laughs) 
<laughs> and let's talk to Rachel about Lula Street. So long story short, uh, you became a Lula Street artist. So yeah. we help with the distribution, uh, the publishing, like admin side of things, uh, which, you know, there's a lot, a lot that goes into, you know, all of that, mm -hmm. that uh, a lot of artists don't even realize, you know, like how much work and like the complexity of it, all of that uh, in the digital world that we're in and the global world that we live in. So uh, it's been awesome to like, you know, partner with you in that and see you like release music and even yeah. get editorial support as a brand new artist, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, which, yeah, it's like really unheard of. Uh, so that's been super exciting for all of us to be on this journey with you. And uh, what's something as a new artist that God's been teaching you, I guess, along the way? Um, well, a lot of it is about my stubbornness because honestly, the first song came as kind of like a challenge, uh, which is dangerous to say, but a challenge. Uh, I felt like God was like, this is for you. And I was like, no, I can't do this by myself. Look, I did co-write to these people. I couldn't have done it without them. And he's like, okay, well, no, this is, I have something for you. I was like, no. Uh, and it was almost like after I wrote wildflower that one afternoon in my kitchen and I was like, I'm so glad nobody could see me because I was weeping and laughing at the same time because I was like, you weren't joking, God. And God was like, no, like, do you do you not trust me now? And I was like, not yet. And so I didn't I honestly didn't trust him. And I remember sending it to friends being like, is this good? Like, is this good? And then people being like, oh, my gosh, I'm crying. Can I send this? Like God, God highlighted people in my mind to send the song to that need to hear it. Um, and so I think like one of the big things is like if God is calling you to tell your story, don't be me. Don't be stubborn in it. Do it. But there's something beauty, like there's something beautiful, even in the stubbornness that God's like, I want you to understand that it's not blind obedience. I want you to be on board with what I'm doing. And I want you to be um, like bold and be confident in what I'm doing. So sometimes in my stubbornness, it's like a journey to get on the same page with God. I just take a little longer to get there. Um, but it's been so cool to see uh, like the, the confidence that's come knowing where I came from and my story that I came from, that I was not confident in anything that people are like, do you not struggle with comparison? And I'm like, no, because why would I be able to compare any piece of my story and things that I'm writing in my closet alone with God or my kitchen alone with God? Like it, no matter what happens, whether it's uh, like, it gets put on um, no playlists, whether it's just my friends that hear it, whether it's maybe just my mom that hears it, like whoever it is, it doesn't matter to me because I, if I wasn't doing it, I wouldn't be being obedient to what God's asking me to do. And I've learned so much that that's like the only place that you want to be. And the, the confidence and the, um, the beauty of the story will unfold as you walk in obedience with God. And that's true. Like I'm about to drop the EP, which is wild to say out loud, um, that within the last year, a year ago, I hadn't written my first song because it's not wow. September, right? I hadn't written yeah. my first song. I was oblivious. And now I'm sitting here. I've, I've had, I've written like so many songs with God. And I don't say that like arrogantly. It still blows my mind every time I say it. And I'm about to release um, an EP that has four that are very close to my heart that I, I don't normally share like the deep vulnerabilities, but knowing that God said like, these are going to change. There's so change so much. There's so many people out there that need to hear this and know that it's okay to think that, that it's okay to wonder that, that it's okay to feel that way. And that I can like work within those boundaries still. Uh, so it's yeah. just been, 
like insane to see God um, work in that way. So be obedient to what God's called you to do. And there's power in your story, even if it's just your mom that hears it, there's power in getting it out. And like, it's, it's cathartic to yourself in a way too. So long, yeah. long answer, but. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm really glad that you said yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just to see like how, what like God's done in your life, you know, and just, to see you like just come alive, you know, uh, with your music, it's been really, really cool to see. And, and I do really appreciate how you do think really like thoroughly and like, you're trying to do things the right way. And Mm -hmm. you were even asking me like about producers and (laughs) how does all that work? Hilariously Uh, enough, the backstory of that is that I was finding any way to, to be like, no God, I can't do it. And and I remember like sitting in there be like, I bet he can see through this because every question I'm asking is I'm getting, I want to get the good, the bad, the ugly, like all of it to know exactly what I'm walking into. So I could be like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And mm-hmm. God met me every place and was like, yeah, that's not an option. And I was just like, okay. And even then like finances, all of it, God brought it in such wow. like such a beautiful way that I could not doubt that that's what he was telling me mm-hmm. to do. So, yeah. so funny, like even sitting there, like I talked myself out of calling you, texting you so many times <laughs> and God was just like, do it. And I was like, no, he's like, do it. <laughs> and finally, I'm so glad I did like sitting here being like, okay, God, this is only you. It can only be you because there's no way that the person I was even like two years ago could be sitting here doing what I'm doing without your power. Mm, yeah. And that's good. So we actually are doing the Worship Songwriters Retreat again this year. It will be October 18th through the 20th. You mentioned last year was like 20 minutes away from your church. How yep. far is it now? <laughs> it's at my church. So it's not my fault, which is just even wilder. That yeah. a year ago, I didn't even know who you were, even though you've been around my church for so long. I'd heard your name, but I didn't even know what you looked like. Uh, and yeah. now, like, I'm like helping host the conference at my at like the church that I yeah. work at this year. Which Grace used to drive to Nashville to attend it. I wasn't on the team yet, but they used to drive to Nashville to attend it. So it's like full circle. It's yeah. it's so cool. Such an honor to be able to help host and be a part of it from this side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for hosting. And uh, you guys have like the perfect like facility and venue or whatever you want to call it, you know, building um, because, you know, we do intentionally like break people out into co-writes and uh, we're yeah, we're really excited about that. And just even seeing the people that are registering, uh, I think we have people that are like super seasoned coming to people that are like pretty new to writing and co-writing. Uh, so I think it will be just a really unique experience of uh, not just like people coming to learn for themselves, but also being able to like help others that are coming, you know, and uh, really like it's a collaborative effort. You know, we can all yeah. learn from each other. So, yeah, I, don't, um, I wouldn't want anybody coming to come with the posture of like, I know it all, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I've got it all figured out. So. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. And you'll be actually leading worship uh, for a session. And yeah. uh, and we have artists like Meredith Andrews, Aaron Williams from the Worship Initiative, and Bethany Music coming. Uh, so it'll be an awesome time. Um, 
what would you say to somebody that maybe is in your shoes a year ago and they're like, uh, I don't know. You know, maybe they feel like this hesitation, but like they feel this maybe leading from God to, uh, come to it. What would you say to that person? I would say be obedient and sign up because I was in the same place. Um, set aside your fear, your, uh, like even your like humility, whatever it is, like hear me when I say that, set aside, set aside the part that is doing it out of fear and be humble into stepping in to say, God, I trust that if this is what you're calling me to, then I don't have to like prove myself. I don't have to be anything other than who I am exactly at this moment, at this place, because I'm, I'm telling you, it, God is so intentional and the co-writes that you're going to be put into, because they pray over the teams that they put you on and the co-writes that I was in, uh, we're so like, I worked so well with the team and each and every one of them, we were shocked at how easy it was to write and how God really did show up because we prayerfully approached everything. So prayerfully approach this just to say, God, what do you have for me in this and be open and be, uh, obedient to the call because you never know it could change your life. I mean, I'm, I'm proof of that. And so I'm excited to be able to be there to encourage the people that like, don't have a Spotify page to share. Cause I didn't, but don't have like, um, a huge, like years of songs written. Cause I didn't, but I would, I would, I was able to go in to say, God, okay. Like I'm able to start fresh and I don't have bad habits to unlearn, which is there's beauty in that, but also I'm overwhelmed. So God, you're gonna have to show me. Um, so just go for it, jump in. You never know what God is going to have for you in it. And I can't wait to meet yeah. anyone who is going to be a part of it. I'm so excited. It's so great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and we do have a few spots still open. So as of this recording, at least, so uh, head over to worship songwriters retreat.com and you can apply there. Yeah, don't be intimidated by like if there's a field that says, you know, put in your Spotify link or whatever. It's not required. No. Uh, but if you do have music out there, you know, we just want to check it out and stuff. So, yeah, head over to worship songwriters retreat.com and we hope you will prayerfully consider it. And we do have a um, really unique um, experience this year that's not it's not something we had last year, which is the uh, night of worship we're going to do as like the fi finale of the retreat uh, Friday night, which will be open to the public. So uh, we're really excited about that. So, yeah, Rachel, uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the song that, that is coming out. I think... By the time people hear this, it will be out. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah tell us about yeah. this. September 1st, probably uh, the hardest but also easiest song to write is coming out. It's a um, it's a, a deeper one. It's beautiful. It's got a cello in it. And uh, my, my friend Kurt played guitar and sang harmony with me on it. But it was one that I wrote out of a place of um, basically a panic attack that I actually allowed myself to feel the hard things that I was walking through um, a pretty intense situation that I was like, God, there's no way. Like, I can't, I can't sit in this situation and say that you're good, but I'm a worship leader. Like I'm a worship director at a church and I'm like, I'm mad that I'm questioning that. But like, I, I want, I want to understand what you're doing. And, you know, I, I got a vision from God saying that, like, I wanted you, I want you to write this song for the situations that don't resolve. Cause sometimes you don't like things don't, aren't clearly wrapped up in a bow. Sometimes yeah. there are really hard seasons that you walk through that you don't get to see the end of for a long time. And sometimes 
their deep faith, like shaking questions, but yet God is in it. And if you're willing to sit and be completely open and vulnerable and just like sit at the feet of Jesus and not leave until you understand. I remember saying God in anger, uh, being like, I am not going to leave until I understand what you're doing. And um, said, said like, some of the lines of the song were things that I said to God and like in despair and like rage uh, that I let myself feel, which is like weird to say out loud, but we all have those moments. We all have those questions. Um, and I, and I laid them there and I'm like, I don't even, I don't know if there's an answer for this. And then just a few days later, I was driving in my car and I heard God sing them back over me, the exact same phrases in his way, almost as a, as a beautiful, like, balm on what I was feeling. It didn't answer anything. It didn't give any answers. And I'm still here. That was January, February that I wrote it. And here we are in August and I haven't seen answers to it, but I can say that he's good, even in the questions. Um, and it was a way that just like answered it. And it's, so it's a song out there for people that may not have that depth with God to be able to have that like conversation to say, God, help me understand. Um, kind of to be the light that helps you go into that area to know that you're not alone and to really face the questions and ask God the questions because he can handle it. He can handle whatever you have um, as far as like questions go and the situation, like he's there. I remember asking him like, how can you, why would you want to bring glory from this? And he's like, why would I not want to? Like the darkest times are times where I get to come in and show my love and my light. And those, those, um, the places that you don't expect him are where he wants to be. So it's, it's a hard one to share. Um, but I'm really excited for it. I think it'll be, uh, like there's not a lot of songs out there that really sit in that with you and the, the music helps you feel it. So, uh, you know, what it be, uh, prepared if it makes you feel something like deeper i hope that like you get to you know have your own encounter with jesus as you're as you're listening to it and maybe if you're out there and you're walking through something hard i hope it brings you hope amazing yeah uh thanks for singing songs that uh, a lot of christian in a lot of the industry says you can't talk about <laughs> you know the stuff that you're willing to talk about. So yeah, thanks for um, stepping out in obedience and you know being brave enough to talk about things that are real and uh, that we all go through. But a lot of times, like for whatever reason, Christian artists aren't allowed to sing about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now I was like, uh, why, why do I have to be the one? <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't change it for the world. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. What's a good way for people to reach out to you and just stay connected with you? Um, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I have a Facebook, but I'm not really on it all the time. But uh, Instagram is great. You can send me a message, um, whatever you want to do. Follow me. I'll follow you back. And then we can just uh, connect on there. And then um, if you want to follow the music, it's on Spotify. I've got stuff that I've written with Grace on there that's uh, really cool to share. And then um, some of my original stuff, too. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by Christian Music Marketing. To find out how we can partner with you to increase your impact and influence with integrity, please visit our website, christianmusicmarketing.com, or check us out on Instagram at Christian Music Marketing. See you next time.